Eagles are now three weeks away from their opener against Washington, and we've got you covered with all the news surrounding the team here at BGN, thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Welcome into episode five of Quick Jam, your source for big Eagles news in small portions. Let's get involved. Sunday started with Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz meeting with the press via Zoom before practice, and on the last Quick Jam, we had noted the relationship and chemistry between Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson. This is what Carson had to say about working with Deshaun on Sunday. The thing about Deshaun is uh, he makes it easy for me. Um, I mean, when you create this amount of separation that he does, um, you know, he makes it easy. But, um, you know, I feel really good with, you know, being on the same page as him. Um, you know, even last year when he was hurt for a while, you know, we were always talking to each other and um, just talking how we saw the game and understood things. And so um, I feel like when we do get the reps out there that, you know, we're, we're right on right on cue. And, um, you know, I, I really like seeing where he's at, you know, obviously as a veteran, you know, coaches being smart with how he uses guys in camp and everything. But uh, D-Jack looks great. Uh, I feel great with him personally on the uh, on the field and off the field. So uh, I'm excited to uh, to hopefully get a, a full 16 seasons, uh, 16 games out of each other this season. Unfortunately, with any Eagles news, there's going to be some injury updates to go along with it. The did not practice list is getting too long to read just flat out, so sticking with some notable cases here. Second year left tackle Andre Dillard picked up an injury in Sunday's practice. He was evaluated in the medical tent and then taken to the locker room and did not return. Definitely something to track and hopefully we'll get some sunny news about it today. Lane Johnson was sidelined Sunday and mostly worked out on a stationary bike. Not sure if that's due to injury or maintenance, but it doesn't seem serious. Dallas Goddard has a hairline fracture in his thumb, but did return to practice to with a wrap and or cast on his hand. Receivers Jalen Rager and Deontay Burnett return to practice along with cornerback Rasul Douglas as they have recovered from their unspecified illness. And with those weird illness designations, it's of note that the NFL is having some issues with their COVID testing, producing a high number of false positives right now. Perhaps that's what happened with the trio I just mentioned. And it's of note that Corey Clement, Finney Curry, John Hightower, Hassan Ridgeway, and Anthony Rush did not participate on Sunday due to an illness. Perhaps they're part of the group supply players that are receiving those false positives. The NFL released this statement on Sunday, quote, Saturday's daily COVID testing returned several positive tests from each of the clubs serviced by the same laboratory in New Jersey. We are working with our testing partner, BioReference, to investigate these results while the clubs work to confirm or rule out the positive test. Clubs are taking immediate precautionary measures as outlined in the NFL and NFLPA's health and safety protocols to ensure contact tracing, isolation of individuals, and temporarily adjusting the schedule where appropriate. The other laboratories used for the NFL testing have not had similar results, end quote. Just to confirm, that lab in New Jersey is the one used by the Eagles. We still don't know if there's a direct connection there with the recent spat of illnesses and false positives, but if we're using the Occam's razor approach, I don't think it's wild speculation to cautiously link the two. And it's not just the Eagles possibly being hit by false positives. Albert Breer says a source told him that the list also includes the Patriots, Jets, Giants, Browns, Lions, Bears, Vikings, Packers, Steelers, and the Buffalo Bills, who noted had quarterback Josh Allen test with a false positive. In the Giants case, they had rapid tests performed Sunday morning and all of their false positives were cleared. So you might be asking how the league can avoid this impacting games when the season starts. Well, one of the things they're doing is pregame testing on Friday. That way, if there are false positives, they can initiate those point of care tests with fast results and root out those cases to determine if a player is good to go on Sunday. Talking about what happened on the field on Sunday, Carson Wentz had an inaccurate day at the office, either leading guys too much or over 
overthrowing them. Not saying hit the panic button, but you want to see those little things cleaned up by the time that week one comes around. J.J. Arthago Whiteside and Jalen Rager continue to impress in their first team reps with Deontay Burnett making his case to stick on the roster with some impressive camp performances. Burnett was a guy that Josh McCown really pounded the table for last year, so maybe there's something there. Rookie sixth rounder Quez Watkins has impressed with his speed, but he's also dealing with some drops in camp. This setting is actually perfect for a guy like Watkins who has a chance to open it up without much contact. Put on his film against Dallas draft pick Trayvon Diggs of Alabama. You'll see what I mean by that as he struggled to get anything going against Diggs when Diggs decided to disrupt the speedster early in the route. A defensive player deserving some praise is starting slot cornerback Nikkel Roby Coleman, who according to BLG has had the most success covering Deshaun Jackson in practices with multiple pass breakups when he had coverage on Jackson. I was a big fan of bringing in NRC as even before his arrival, I thought he was a top five slot corner in the league based on his performance from the last few years. Of course, he is known for the non-call in the Saints playoff game, but that's overshadowed the quality of play that he's given the Rams for an extended period of time. His one-year deal with the Eagles that only counts 1.35 mil against the cap could be one of the biggest bargains of free agency if his high level of play continues and would bring some much-needed reliability to a defensive secondary that has been through a plethora of iterations in the Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz era. In a quick transactional note, the Eagles activated the recently acquired wide receiver Travis Fulgham and waived offensive tackle Casey Tucker. Both guys are likely just camp bodies, but there's your update regardless. The big news in the NFL is the Baltimore Ravens' decision to release safety Earl Thomas. This is following an altercation with teammate Chuck Clark. Now, I'm recording this around 8 p.m. on Sunday night. If any news drops, I'll react to it on the front end of the show, but just looking at it right now and looking at it from the outside in, what does it say about Thomas that both the Seahawks and the Ravens, two stable and top-tier organizations, have moved on from the 31-year-old star safety? Even for his biggest supporters, that's got to be a cause for some concern, especially when it's being reported by people like Mike Garofolo that it was player leadership in Baltimore requesting that the team move on from Thomas and that the Ravens possibly take a big financial hit against their cap to wash their hands of the situation. So it's all gumdrops and lollipops to say that you take Earl Thomas on your team as long as he's cheap, as his price has likely fallen a bit, but he's a free agent and there will be competing bids. So you either go in aggressively on Earl or you don't. For the Eagles, I don't think they do, even though he would make the secondary objectively better. There's a risk reward there that I'm not taking, or at the very least, isn't affordable for the Eagles. For a team like the Cowboys, financially the equation comes out differently, and however you feel about it, they're also prone to be riskier than others when it comes to adding potential distractions. And for them, it was presumably haha Clinton Dix that was going to be the starter after signing a cheap deal one year, four mil, but Dallas reporters say there's been a shift with some there thinking that former giant Darian Thompson has been more impressive. So other teams in play include the 49ers and Texans for Earl Thomas, and again, I doubt the Eagles make a push for Thomas, but it's still something to track. So that's going to do it for episode five of Quick Jam. If you're liking the coverage we're providing for you here at BGN, make sure you're subscribed and leaving five stars in Apple Podcasts. Also keep it locked here and on bleedinggreennation.com for Monday's practice notes from BGN Radio. This is Michael Kiss signing off. Go dominate and have yourself a day. Cheese.